0: It all started with cards and memorization, one of the greatest minds the world has ever seen. Introducing Jim Carroll, author, speaker, and mentalist turned memory expert. He has been studied by Florida Hospital for his brain and memory and is a frequent speaker at MIT. Jim has also performed at several USO tours, working closely with our military and wounded warriors. Now taking his knowledge and skills to the podcast world, interviewing some of the most impressive minds and allowing them to tell their stories about how they beat the odds. Beating the Odds is brought to you by Signal Relief, the drug-free pain relief patch. Please visit SignalRelief.com and use promo code MEMORY for an exclusive offer only for our Beating the Odds listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Beating the Odds with Jim Carroll. Today, we have a special episode. Two guests, Robert Irvine and Dominic Cruz. Chef Robert Irvine is an English world-class chef, entrepreneur, and host. His style of cooking and personality has revolutionized the Food Channel with his show, Dinner Impossible, reaching over one million viewers a week. Dominic Cruz is a two-time UFC bantamweight champion. His fighting style is characterized by unorthodox movements with a powerful wrestling base. Cruz originally won the title in 2010 and then came back in 2016 to regain it. Please enjoy this episode of Beating the Odds with Jim Carroll, Chef Robert Irvine, and Dominic Cruz. Okay,
1: my guest, the one, the only, Chef Robert Irvine. Out of everyone I've ever met in my life, traveling around the world and all over, Robert, you are without a doubt the best dude I've ever met. And you know I mean that when I say that.
2: You're you're do the do most that? awesome guy in the world. Do I have to pay for that now, Jim? Come on. <laughs> no, I know. Thank you for that. It's very sweet. Very kind.
1: No, we had so much fun. Oh my god. That's you just you woke you you don't want I got me woke into this world with the military and now it's nonstop, and and the work you do for our military and our troops is beyond amazing and and what I love about you is you really truly truly mean it you know what I mean you could tell when somebody really cares and when they're just you know hey I'm just going because part of the business you know you're you really truly want to help and you actually now now uh was it the British Royal Navy at 15 you think you told me you were in once or something
2: 15 and a half years old yep I joined the Navy as a cook wow that's amazing at the age of 15 and then you, I signed up. I didn't go into a 16. Yeah. Yes.
1: When did, when did you come here, Robert, to the United States? When did I, we never talked
2: 1997.
1: about 97. Wow. Wow. You're looking good, man. What the heck? You're so busy. How do you keep, how do you keep so fit and, and healthy? You
2: well, know? I have a lot of, I have a lot of great people. Um, you know, we have, we have multiple companies and, uh, have a lot of great people, a lot of veterans, uh, the foundation, uh, Dave, he's had, my foundation guy is sitting over here on the, I just told him be quiet. Because I'm on with you, but um, Dave is a, um, a ranger. Lost his leg in uh, Afghanistan, and uh, he runs my foundation now. So um, it's pretty cool. Uh, we do we do a lot. You know, one of the things I found um, being in the military and 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 doing the things we do and travel the globe, and obviously you've been with us when we do that together. Um, we do uh, a big yump every year in Scotland. Unfortunately, this year it is, it's not been on because of COVID. But we normally have a thousand wounded warriors and caregivers uh, in Scotland yumping across the the Pennines of Scotland, which is kind of interesting, you know, from all coalition uh, forces. So we do an awful lot, and and it's it's in the vein of giving back and making sure we support our men and women that wear the cloth of our nation. And and obviously you do the same. Um, so it's fun.
1: No, you're, you're the. You're the hey, yeah, hey, I have a special guest who wants to see you again, and you're going to remember him. Come on in. I Mikey. do. Oh, look Mikey. at this. What's <laughs> up, funny. From the Turning Stone. Here, it's Tucker here. How are you? Remember this dude. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Is he your co host? He's my co host just for you. Yeah. he Well, been there before. you
2: go. This How might have you been? Be
0: my first podcast I've ever been on. So.
2: Well, guess what? You're, you're going to be really good at it because you're smart. I know you're smart.
0: Yes.
2: So so, so you have to ask me questions now, right?
0: Yes, I can't do that very well.
1: (laughs) No, he he keeps telling about what what you made him eat on stage and what you did to me on stage. My God, you made me eat seafood in front of my grandkids. Oh, my gosh.
0: And I ate a lobster with peanut butter. (laughs)
1: Lobster with peanut butter? Was that good? Yeah,
0: Yeah, I still remember that. It was actually really good. It was really, really good, yeah. I actually haven't (laughs) ate lobster since, so. Now you have to explain down. now you have
2: to explain the challenge so the audience and the, and the listeners can can understand that because in my live show we start with six volunteers who pick um lots of of unique ingredients um and i have to make something out of it but i'm blindfolded and and headphoned and uh, i don't know right and then i have to create yeah. something in a very short amount of time that's edible
3: yes
1: he was, he never he'll never forget that good. Robert and, and the way yes. you made you threw his flip-flops out into the audience he keeps yep. bringing that up
2: <laughs> and no yeah, flip-flops you them, you get them back
0: I'm still wearing the same flip-flops oh, too
2: Come on now you got to get rid of them flip-flops Yeah get 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 Jim to get you some new ones you need new yeah. ones
0: I actually got new flip-flops but they're the same exact flip-flops
1: so Oh my god I liked goodness. them yeah, when I told him that you were like, on today, but, he goes, he, he went so so he came down. Yeah. But I'll Very be up will will we'll be up in a little yep. while. He plays Monopoly every yeah. day with the four grandkids. That's what I do all well, during the cold. Well,
2: listen, day. I yeah. am a champion Monopoly player. Uh-oh. Here's here's a key for you.
3: Yeah.
2: All the train stations. Yes, and all the, the, the yellows. yellows. Yep. Forget about the greens. Don't worry about the greens. Let's just I, I like the greens bridge. at the end of the game. Those
0: are good for the end Yeah,
2: the but game. you got to put hotels on. You got to yeah. think about money. Right? And if you can play Monopoly, you can win in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, but I used to play a lot of Monopoly, yeah. so it's good. Yeah.
3: All right.
1: We'll see him later. Hi, bud.
3: Yeah.
1: Great to he see you. To say hi. All right. Take care, buddy. Yeah, he really loves you, man. He's like, he's like, oh, my God. You mean I could come on the podcast and talk to him? He was nervous all morning. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. That's the cool thing about you. See, you do things like that. You, 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 you did something to him that you'll never, he'll never forget you the rest of his life. What you did at that moment at the turning stone for that 10 minutes on stage. It's amazing what you do.
2: Well, we can all so, do that, right? It, yeah. It's giving something, uh, and especially to youngsters, you know, they're our future. They are, they, they've got the world in their hand. And, and if you can, um, engage, in a in a very positive way, then they take those experiences and they become they become the givers of of the new generation, right? So as yeah. we get older, we can't do so many things. You're already there, Jim. I'm still a little younger than you, um, but it works like that, right? And That's what we do.
1: <laughs> you always got <laughs> to rub You always listen to me, man. But just like just like uh, oh, you should see this stuff. Like I know you're doing well during this. Tough time with the COVID and stuff. that you know, I see on the Restaurant Impossible show, and and were those things filmed before this, or are you doing it no. now?
2: So so let me tell you. Um, yeah. Just like the rest of the world, on on March the twelfth, I was actually in hospital. I was in State College, Pennsylvania, and I got food poisoning at a restaurant. Not that I was revisiting. So I'd, a year pr- prior to that, I'd fixed a restaurant. I went back to revisit it, and I was staying in a golf course. In State College and I got sick. I got violently ill and um, I was in hospital for two days and then they shut down production and the world shut down. And uh, But these these are all literally during COVID. I'm on a bus traveling the country, right? Well, I'm at home right now, but I've just come off uh, 10, 20 episodes of television uh, helping restaurants get back into business. Um, so yeah, we're we're doing it right now during the COVID period and uh, very safely, but there are a lot of people—eleven million people—in uh, a hospitality industry um, that are that are suffering, and everybody else, obviously. But uh, it's tough when you see, you know, one percent of the of the national gross, which is hospitality, uh, going down the tubes, and you know we need some help with the government. I don't get into all the politics and stuff. Yeah. I don't do that, but we need some help for these folks that are hurting so bad. So yeah, we're no, still doing we're still doing shows. Uh we'll be back out on the eighth. Um to to restart Restaurant Impossible. We've done Restaurant Impossible back in business with a smaller crew. Now we uh go back and do the 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 original show. So
1: Yeah, I do yeah. My industry or you know, the entertainment industry, you know, music, magic, mental comedy, and nothing, nothing out there. That's why yeah, I had so much stuff booked, Robert, back because my last show was back in March down in D.C. with Elaine's event, and, yeah. and I haven't been out since other than, you know, grandkids and, you know, around here. But yeah, so that's why I started the podcast. You know, I figured I could at least reach people this way, and we're going to, we have a, a plan on how to reach a lot of people. Once I get like 15 under my belt, this is number 13, so this is really cool. Oh,
2: so you're, really? You're you number should 13. never told me that. If this is 13, <laughs> this is this is not good for me. Well, this is 13. On, well, you said 13. That's You are un- not
1: superstitious, man. That's come an on.
2: unlucky number.
1: Yeah. Hey, but, 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 you know, what I also liked about you is you believe, like, it's right on your website too. You believe nothing is impossible. And I like that attitude because this, this thing that I do, Robert, this ESPN thing, you know, exercise your brain and body. Bingo. Here's you. All right. You know, e s for proper sleep well i don't know if you get that because you're so damn busy p i know you're extremely positive 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 and the n for nutrition so you definitely have the three of my espn things that well who more could talk about espn than yourself and your physical fitness and i think you call it nutritional fitness see and i love that because that's that's all about what i do it's it's uh but well, tell, tell me a little similar. bit about that with the physical fitness. How do you how do you find time to lift every day? I like people say I don't, I can't get a half an hour. Well, look at you. Nobody's more busy than you. Yet you find well, the time.
2: Well, let, let me let me tell you this. First of all, we're very similar in in um, in what we believe in. Um, we are working right now um, with the military in, in a huge project um, of of nutrition and fitness and all those things that go along with it. So I think it's it's. When we when we look about us as human beings, um, we we're all stressed. We we no matter we're we're living in COVID times. We stay at home for a lot of us. You know, a third of us will go out. A third of us will hit restaurants, uh, and a third of us will stay at home. Right? They don't want to go anywhere, and that won't change until probably next year when there's some type of vaccine and and whatever. But to me, uh, our foundation, just like you, our foundation. Really focuses on physical health, mental health, um, and and post-traumatic stress and and uh, and wounds of war that we don't see visibly, uh, and that's what Dave works on working on it now. But I've truly believed that since I was in the military, fitness is a stress reliever. And if you think that we're asking our our you know men and women uh, that wear the cloth of our nation now to do longer deployments, harder. De- Employments be away from their families, so it's not only physical health that helps that, but it's it's mental health too. And and you, I know you work a lot on that. Um, so yeah, fitness, nutrition is huge, and that's something we are fighting right now. And we can not only in the military, but in general, you know, we look at our kids, and we just saw a prime example there. If we don't if we don't take care of their health now as kids, and we are a product of our, of our families right? So if we grew up, like I grew up in England and we would eat fish and chips and, 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 you know, all the fatty stuff, and we're not known for food in England at all. And it's kind of funny because the top 10 restaurants in the world are actually in England. They're just not run by English people. So, um, so fitness is, is a big thing. Nutrition is a big thing. And we can actually guide if we're really smart as parents and leaders, the way in which we, we grow and we train uh, our kids and our military, because if you think the military is made up of seventy percent of of kids from military families going to the military, so it's really interesting the statistics of obesity in this country, and um, not only here but around the world. And what, how can we change that? So, so yeah, my biggest focus is is families, fitness, fun, and food, because okay. if you put if you put food. And you get kids in the kitchen, they have fun, and then, they, and then you incorporate that fitness piece. And it could be playing on a bike, it could be running outside, it could be playing hoops, taking the dog away, it doesn't matter what it is. You can, you can actually change your physical look by 20 minutes of exercise a day. And you mentioned something there a second ago where people always say, oh, I don't have time. Well, guess I'm going to tell you a story that maybe your listeners will, will, will get. I was working in Jamaica as the executive chef of the Renaissance Jamaica Grand Hotel. There was a young man by the name of Louis Farrakhan. You may know that name. So he was working out in the gym, and my GM called me and said, hey, uh, I want you to go and work out in the gym, come to the gym and work out. I said, I'm so busy, boss, I can't come down. I hung up, Uh, we had 2,000 rooms, you know, uh, 2,000 guests, 750 rooms, and seven restaurants and I was kind of busy. And he said, uh, okay, hung up. Called me back 10 minutes later. And he said, if you can't spend an hour out of your time with me, I don't need you. You can't manage time. Guess what I did? I put on my gym clothes, so I went straight to the gym. Oh. And surprise, surprise, an hour and a half later, I came back and the operation was still running the way it was. So I think when people make excuses, uh, and there are excuses, because if you really want to do something, you can achieve anything. You said nothing is impossible. And I truly believe that. No matter what time or, or I start a show in the morning, I've already worked out before, whether it be 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, five, whatever the time is. Or in the afternoon, I always get a workout in. I'm not the healthiest eater, because I like to cheat. I eat what I want, because I work out so hard. But I'm very careful in you know the days that I cheat. I can have a, a a cheat day or two days but then I have to get back on on you know whatever else I'm doing so food is important to me personally my wife is an athlete you know that um yeah. a wrestler so she, although she's retired wrestling she she still thinks she's uh, <laughs> she's wrestling she lives that life she's <laughs> away right now in mexico um but yeah our, our family is healthy our our, our military uh, is a big deal and uh, yeah food fitness fun and family
1: What's your, what's your best cheater food like when you cheat? What do you? Oh,
2: like? I listen. I'll eat anything. I mean, I love cookies. I love ice cream. I love chocolate, but but only chocolate on uh, like Twix bars and Mars bars and Snickers and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't eat chocolate in anything else. I won't do chocolate cookies or things like that.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I'm a ch-
2: I'm a chocolate chip cookie fanatic. You know that, and it's that's why you've got no hair. I uh, listen to you. You're. Amazing. I'm just listen. If I don't give you a hard time, you don't you you think I like you or something? Yeah. I'm kidding. I love so, it. Did,
1: so does your wife, Gail, does she, did she ever kick your butt? <laughs> you
2: know? Oh, every day, every day.
1: <laughs> I remember her in the W, I remember that she was a, yeah, she was the champ at one time. She came in and was the champ. I remember that. Yeah. First yeah. Yeah.
2: She was, uh, she's all a famer. She's uh first woman's champion. Yeah. She's done really well. And uh, yeah, she keeps me in line for sure.
1: So she's into the fitness stuff as well. And the nutrition.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, she, okay. she is very careful what she eats. Um, Unlike me, I told you I do cheat days. She doesn't do cheat days. So when I met her, I, you know, I, I had to show that was a gym nut and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I ate healthy just when I first met her the first couple of months. Um, you know, impressions, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. We have fun doing it.
1: Yeah, I do. I do, most I, do of the food. I do cheat weeks and maybe months sometime.
2: <laughs> uh, she cooks most of the food in the house when we're home, for sure. Yeah. That's- um so let me
1: let me let me ask you something else too like i when we were at your you had the restaurant at in vegas the tropicana yeah and that that's where i got turned on to that pastrami i never had pastrami in my life and your your recipe for the pastrami sandwich out there is the most amazing sandwich i ever ate it was just i must have had five while i was out there
2: well it's interesting because when you were out there and if you remember i had the uh the president, the CEO of the company there, and I asked you to go to the table and do some tricks and do some, not tricks, but, you know, yeah, what yeah. you do. Um, and to me, what you do is very special. I don't think there's anybody like you. You're very unique. Um, and they you, you blew them away, and like you always do on these tours. You know, I remember when you, and I, I'm kind of digressing a little bit, but it's kind of funny. When you asked me to hit my hand on a nail... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you remember that mail
2: right? was this big. I have goes, a
1: video of that we have yeah, a video of that. Yeah.
2: I have a clip. I'm like, what are you crazy? Am I am I that stupid? No, I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah, you know the restaurant's great. Unfortunately, it's closed still till September the one. So we close September one. We closed in March, so we're hurting a little bit there. The one in the Pentagon is uh, is doing great, although you know a third of of where we normally are. Um, and the one in, in Pennsylvania is still closed too. That's so what I was
1: going to ask you. Is the Pentagon is that open in the, the Vegas? Yeah,
2: are- I was just there. I was just there with the uh, sergeant major of the army and um, some other folks uh, last week, actually. Uh, during my my travels with the show, because we're in Baltimore and DC, um, it's still open. But a third, the dining rooms are shot, Is to go only kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it's there. But you know, the, the restaurant business in in general is, like I said. Uh, struggling a little bit, to say the least. But um. yeah, I
1: remember, I remember that the the thing that we did. What, I think that was Diego Garcia. Where I
2: oh I yes, three thousand <laughs> miles from the coast. Yes,
1: <laughs> what a place to get a a nail in the hand, right? It's like a or spike. It was a big spike.
2: Diego and, Garcia. Yes, yeah. um, and a lot of, a lot of your listeners don't even know where that is. And it's it and it can share. that It used to be a British base, and the Americans have had it. I think since. I would say uh, 45, 50, somewhere around in 1950, um, and it's it's a strategic base that we use for for things that go in the air. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but now the Americans are just taking over. They just signed a deal, I, I believe, with the the country there. So, uh, I,
1: yeah. I didn't understand all the donkeys running around there, though. Remember, like the donkeys run around there, like the deer do in upstate New York. It's crazy. Well,
2: yeah. Well, they're protected there there's not, there's nobody going to get them there. I mean, there's only a, a couple hundred people there. So
1: yeah. really uh, yeah. cool.
2: Beautiful old plantations, um, beautiful place, but, um, yeah, very hard to get to. If you remember, I think it took us yeah. like 26 or 27 hours or something.
1: Yeah. That was a Yeah. It was the middle of nowhere. My God. Took, yeah. I don't think anywhere, even by, by air is within six hours of there. It's just, no, oh, no.
2: It's, uh, it's Guam is, I think, I think, Where is
1: it? Guam Guam was the stop we made before that. I remember. I
2: think that was eight hours. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's not an easy place to get to. Yeah. It's designed to be easy to get to, I think.
1: And that's why I can't believe I did that spike thing that day. Let me tell you a true story. And I don't even know if you know this. I did that spike thing one morning at a school called, called Orange County Community College in Middletown, New York. All right. I had it set up. I'm half asleep. And it is real, Robert. But you know, between me and you, and now everybody listen, I know where the spike is. All right. Well, so listen, tell- it
2: was very real to me when you said hit it as hard as you can. And I didn't know where the spike is. So, you know, <laughs> whatever, Jim Carroll, it was yeah, but not. I,
1: but, it was- but I knew where the spike is. And I went down like this and I hit it because in my head, I'm thinking yeah, that a spike's here. And I slammed down on a cup. And everybody's like, oh, in the front row. And I look down at my hand, Robert, and there's a drop of red blood on the top of my hand. The spike was stuck so far in my palm that it was actually coming out the other end.
2: Oh, geez. And, well, and i can not do that with me because these, uh, these are very <laughs> expensive hands. You know, so, they, they cook.
1: I'm sorry. I'm telling you this, that, that it's not 100% foolproof. So,
2: yeah. so, you so I mean. Finished- now.
1: I finished my show. They rushed me to the hospital. I got all these stitches. But what if that would have happened to me and Diego Garcia? Would I have been in good hands? I don't know.
2: Well, you're with the military, so yes, you would have. But it wasn't you doing it. You asked me to do it. And I said <laughs> no, and then you did it. Yeah. I remember. So what happens if it happened to me? <laughs> That would have never happened to you because I didn't
1: put the spike under. Remember, I was just making I was making believe the spike was under and I had it in my hand. So it was foolproof for you. (laughs) But but you didn't know I had the spike in my hand. Everybody in the audience did.
2: Yeah. No, no, no idea. And that was a small room, small stage. (laughs) Yes, I remember it well.
1: Yeah, we had a blast. That was a blast. That, that was the most. I, I did a couple of these things, but you, but with you, that was just oh, and and Dominic, you and Dominic, all fighting each other all the
2: time. I have <laughs> never it's, met. I have never met, and and we. I've done a lot of these USO tours, uh, twenty four, I think, in total, um, and our own tours. Like we, you know, before USO, I've never met a guy who was who was so taken back and, and um, changed is the word I would say um, on that tour, because he, you know, uh, Paul Salver uh, General Paul Salver and, and Miss Ricky, his wife, um, he became almost like their son, you know, yeah. because he was real, he was moved, because he'd never done those tours before. Uh, and it was really great to see how much he support supported and got into it. And yes, I mean, he put me on the floor in like three minutes, right? Uh, literally on the stage I, I never forget it um i was going to be the big brute and we we not rehearsed it but uh you know i just had my shoulder done <laughs> i'm like whatever you do don't hurt me Dominic, because you know you're going to put me back in hospital but he was a wiry little fellow I, uh, I say that in the best possible way and that's why he's 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 such an amazing mma fighter and and obviously um commentator and all the things he does he's a great guy
1: yeah, the guy's like like really little compared to you and me, and I'd seen him do that to you on stage. On the plane, we're flying across. He's there, hit me as hard as you could, Jim. I go, uh, so I I went like saw. He goes, no, no, hit me as hard. as you I'm not gonna hit you. He goes, hit me as hard as you could. So I went half speed to 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 hit him, and he's not there. He's on back my back, give me a chokehold. He's like a cat. He's
3: yeah, so quick. Yeah, he
2: did he's the same just- to me. From a, I mean, he literally <laughs> wrapped his legs. I mean, yeah, nah, he's not a guy I would like to fight. No, it wouldn't be no. a fair fight. Be sure, yeah, I don't care was- how you are that's why he's so good at what he does and chris and 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 the rest chris weidman and and the rest of these uh amazing m m a fighters that support the u s o and support our troops um that's what it's about, right giving back, and uh, I think that's a big part of of what we do, yeah, no you and you do a lot of it, trust me, i mean even
1: every for how busy you are, you always find the time to do that and Every time I call you on the phone you 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 um, i you're in a country or you're you're with the troops or you're doing a television you you're not even man it's really hard to get a hold of you anymore it's like really amazing that's but that's it a good is, thing
2: that's it is, that's it is but I always answer your call
1: yeah no no you always call me back too if i if you don't
2: mm-hmm.
1: hey the next television show should be entertainment impossible Right, helping out magicians and comedians. What the heck do we do during COVID? It's like, you have any ideas for that? Like, what do we do? How do we?
2: It's tough for all the, you know, we're about to do, um, our foundation is doing a a virtual concert um, very soon, which is very exciting. Uh, but but everything is virtual i mean we're doing this now when you, yeah. when you go to sell food to a supermarket you don't go in, and cook for them anymore you 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 do this you know here's a product and and i think that's that's part of our new way of life until such times as people become comfortable we have vaccines and all the other thing um we're not going to be i i just read that nascar uh of which i'm a huge lover of um joe Logano and and uh uh Austin Dillon and all these guys um Daniel Suarez they they're allowing 15,000 people into um a NASCAR race soon uh, obviously socially distance and i think that's going to be the the new the new norm you know how many people can we uh allow to watch in in that distance how many people can we get in a room obviously all the bars are shut so there's no there's no no bars socially distance restaurants and i just think that's going to be our normal uh, maybe not masks for the rest of it but but definitely um for a while so yeah. i don't know the answer to the the entertainment impossible i know that very few tv shows are back filming compared with what normally happens uh, we were the first out literally because i said to food network and discovery hey i'm getting calls i'm getting zooms i'm getting you know they need help we need to be out there um and, and I'm very blessed, and I mean this. I have 12 folks that we've just finished um, on the road that put their own safety camera guys, sound guys, producers, uh, two bus drivers put their own safety at risk to help other people. Uh, and I thought that was really special to be able to get folks to do that.
1: No, that's really amazing. That what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I mean, to be able to, because the restaurant business, I know, I probably, I, I'm sure it's like this all over the country, right? Did, every state.
2: It's not, it's not only the country, it's the world. We're 184 yeah. countries. Um, and then some, Are, are just devastating. You can read it on the news. You can see it on the news. You can, you know, with, with, with everything else that's going on. Um, it's just a tough uh, 2020 has been a tough year. Um, yeah. And, and a lot of it needs to be righted all the wrongs that needs to be righted. And, and hopefully they will be. Um, And we get back on a better footing in 2021.
1: Yeah. we definitely need to
2: do that? I'll tell you, but,
1: but man, Robert, let me tell you one thing I I, I'm getting involved with and maybe down the road, you never know. I I got involved with a, 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 doctor. All right. Her name's Adriana Stephens. And we, we have this facility in upstate New York that was donated to us and and very inexpensive. And it's going to have like 14 is 14 hotel rooms, a big, big giant room on the top. Then there's a guest house and, and she's going to do her thing, which is like biofeedback and, and, and stuff like that. And she helped 151 wounded warriors already, Robert, amazing that are suffering from PTS, PTSD, and she's helped them. And, and um, and I'm gonna come in and do my thing and stuff like that. But I got you're gonna. I'm gonna have you come on a not. You don't have to come up there person, but on a conference, that, like just to talk about about what you do with, and stuff like that. And that would be really. That's
2: our cool. big, you know. And and when you get that set up, you should definitely let us know, and i Dave um, get get in contact and, and see what we can do there. But yeah, uh, mental health, uh, physical health. I mean, that's what we do. And these these amazing folks um, that have given a lot of, of their time, their service, and, um, a lot of sacrifice. They should, we should be giving them everything they've got to help them. And uh, I agree. 100% So whatever it takes, you know, we're there. Right.
1: And you're what, yeah, you definitely are one of those people doing that. And that's, that's amazing. Hey, I think, uh, I think we got somebody coming on here to join us pretty soon. Oh <laughs> my God. Look who it is. <laughs> Unbelievable, buddy. How you doing? <laughs>
3: Going on, Jim. We what do you what you look like you're
1: down in uh where was that at Robert? We were just talking about that island.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: Diego Garcia.
3: Robert <laughs> Irvine himself. How you doing, man? Long time. Ago.
2: What's up? I'm just talking I was just talking all good things about you.
3: How <laughs> I had to climb up you like a brick wall about thirty-five <laughs> times out across the world. We just talked about that. It was so funny. I'm like you are not a guy who would like to fight ever. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what—you are a good wall, man. You're sturdy as they come, so appreciate it.
2: <laughs> what are you up to? Uh, just- I, this is Jim Bobcast. But- yeah, no, we're here to
1: chat, baby. It's not an interview. Let's. Uh, what the heck's up, man? It's a good. To- the three of us, man, a reunion.
3: My God, this is great. This is great. See you guys again. Yeah, I just finished working out. Um, now I, I get to eat, rehydrate, and then get another workout in. And then uh, I have a massage at four to, to try to get all the kinks out of the body from the workouts. And then uh, my day will be done today. I leave this weekend out of town to cover an event with the UFC again. So I'll be doing that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So if you guys ever watch the fights, you'll be seeing me there.
1: I definitely am I, in. I, just, I definitely got to tune in.
3: I, I just told him. I'm
2: like, listen. Amazing fighter, but even better commentator. Oh, thank you, sir. I, I think I, because I watch the fights, because I know a few people that that uh, have some interest in UFC. Right. Um, so, are you going to Vegas or are you going somewhere else? Yeah,
3: this this event will be held in Vegas at the uh, UFC Performance Institute.
1: Yeah. And, and Dominic, Dominic, you're looking so freaking good. Look at how he looks, Robert. He looks like a f- man. Let's talk about fitness. We were are, talking about fitness. You were like physically fit, like a beyond belief.
3: You guys keep talking to me like this. I'll come on your podcast anytime, bro. <laughs> <laughs> never looks, he never looks any different, dude. What are you talking come
2: about?
1: On, man. Look at <laughs> this. He looks,
2: and healthy. he looks great. So I got I to tell you, when we go, I'm coming back to Vegas. We open, I think, on the first week of September. um. um because obviously Vegas is in kind of a funk right now. There's some places open, there's some places not, but uh, um, you know, so I got to ask you, Dom, I got to ask you this, who is, who is? and it's kind of on the spot question and you probably won't want to answer it, but who is your favorite fighter right now, regardless of wins and, and losses? No, it's not
3: about wanting to answer it. It's just a tough question. Um, I would, considering everything that all these guys are doing, like, Person that I look forward to watching fight right now to see like win lose or draw is probably uh Khabib or Gaethje Justin Gaethje those two okay because I just love the way that um, uh, currently those are two of my favorite yeah. I yeah, just yeah, yeah. love the way they mix the I grew up wrestling so I love the way they mix the wrestling in with the striking and uh, I just they crush people with the pressure and the the, the pace and uh, they just go to dark areas and it's I. They go to dark places to get through some of these fights, and I I kind of respect that.
2: One last question, and I wanted to then then I'll let I'll let Jim. So Chris, I think I'm saying it. Weidman, Weidman, right? Yeah. Is Chris it Chris Weidman, Weidman?
3: Yeah.
2: Right. He just four lost five yes. lost five came back one. What do you think? Of, so Chris did a USO tour yeah. with oh, me. Okay. Uh, and I, I, it was a good time. He couldn't do what you did, by the way, so I'll say that out loud. Chris, um, Chris is
3: a good guy, you know what I mean? Chris is like, he's got a good heart and stuff from what I've seen. He's a family man. So um, as for a human being, Chris is great. I went to New York one time. He took great care of me. As for fighting, um, he's been a world champion. He beat one of the greatest of all time in Anderson Silva. So once you do yeah. that, you're kind of slated in history. Uh, the way he beat him too, knocking him out at the time that he did. But uh, beyond that, this last win, I'm super glad to see him because he's had a catastrophic surgery on his neck. Like most people who get the surgery that he had, don't even like turn their head, much less get into a fight. And he he went through the surgery, came back, won a fight. Can't really say anything bad about that. It's nothing but respect. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I was I was very happy for. It. I was so happy for him. I text him and I just. I wondered from, a, from a, a professional commentator. Legit what on he it's,
3: it's very difficult what he just did. Very, 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 very difficult. Very you, cool. you can't even know. Perfect. You know, because sometimes the, the opponents take away. You're like, oh, well, we don't know he fought. But it's like anybody in the UFC is top-notch. And you're doing that after the surgery you sustained. You know, that's a big deal. But um, it's just like you. You know how you say I explain things, Robert? I think what uh, – I think Jim would have – would agree with me that what makes uh, you successful in your industry isn't just the fact that you can cook. It's the fact that you can, you can experience your experience by cooking. You can explain (laughs) your experience so that other people can understand it. And then you, you go be what you, what you need to be to make it work and people can connect to that. And then that separates you from the masses in in the food industry. I feel like why you've been able to be so successful because you can also talk about it. Explain it, right. teach people how to do it. You know, so it's it's a there's a deeper version to it. I feel, and so that's why you see it. I think.
1: Oh, he's rubbing it in again, just like the tour calling you a cook, <laughs> Robert. Got it's
3: funny chef.
1: because that's what I do. I know,
2: I know. But, no, but 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 Dom's right. I do. I and I say that all the time with people that say to me, "Oh, you're a big chef." I'm like, "No, I cook for a <laughs> minute. I put eggs on a plate and you eat it. And I, hopefully, I cook the eggs well but you eat it. Yeah. Right." That's what I, I'm always impressed with. No matter what walk of life you you walk in, fighting, pumping gas, driving, it doesn't matter. As long as you do it and enjoy it, it doesn't matter. And I've always thought that. So I feel
3: like you just, because you enjoy it, that's why you do so well in the industry. Because how many people enjoy cooking? You've been able to make a huge living off of something that a lot of people want to be able to make a living off of. So you're killing it somewhere. You're doing something different. You're explaining it different. You're being different. It's pretty cool.
2: And he's- right, Jim. Give us some oh, questions. Don't, for-
1: you're, not only really that, but look at him too, Don. He's a nice guy, man. He's just such a nice guy. I mean, I've never...
3: When I went on the trip, that's where I got to meet you guys, and it was cool. And then Jim, like, I don't even know what you are, man. You're, you're, I don't know how to explain you yet. I'm just here to learn. So why don't you talk now?
1: <laughs> oh, listen to you. Hey, wait, wait. So look at man. I love you guys. You guys, we had so much fun on that on that tour. That was like the most fun. What? Wait, eight nine days we were together around the world. How many around the world we went completely?
3: Right. And and. I think, Forty thousand miles or wow, something in nine days. That was
2: insane.
1: I
3: can't eight, believe. It. What was it? Eight or nine countries in nine? Yeah. Eight days? Eight countries in eight days or nine countries in nine days? Which was that? I don't remember. Yeah,
1: and we ended up on And we ended up on an aircraft carrier getting catapulted off. That was the weirdest thing. That was, wow. I mean, you guys could take it. You're young guys, with me, man. That was tough. Tough on me. Come on, man. <laughs> hey, Tom. Let me, Stop let me faking it, Jim. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Do you see, do you see, uh, like, what, the UFC, like, uh, are they making, what are they going to plan to do as, if this continues, the COVID? Like, are they going to put, are they going to gradually allow some people in to watch the fights, or how, do you have do you know any plans off the, like, what's this fight island thing, and what, what's going on with that? Well, what's already is the,
3: happening? So what happens is, it, during COVID, the United States and most countries have shut their borders off. Well, we have international fighters. We have fighters from all over the planet. So what the, what Dana did is he went and got went and made a deal with Abu Dhabi to where they could uh, host a safe place to 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 host fighters in these fights on a, on kind of their own island that's separate from everything. They do seven tests in like five days, or they do so many tests to stay clean, and it's so healthy that they were able to follow a protocol and build something out there in Abu Dhabi that international fighters can now fly there, and now American fighters can fly there. So now it's like business is back in action now if you're fighting here in Vegas uh, then you're an American fighter so they'll have an all like an all American events here in the United States in Vegas because the international fighters can't get through the borders so it was just a new location to allow international fighters to still take place in fighting while they keep the f- No, we haven't even skipped a beat You have seen it stop for I think they stopped maybe like a week of events maybe two weeks of events other than that machine has been rolling so everybody's working fighters making money in a time where a lot of like more than 3.5 million people have claimed uh uh, not bankruptcy but uh, unemployment and a lot of fighters you know some of us need to but a lot of us haven't had to you know um it's a it's a pretty big blessing that we're the sport that got to keep going and now all the other sports are following suit they just waited wait way later
1: yeah no that's awesome man i i just is the that's the most amazing, amazing, amazing thing is this UFC, man. I wish I wish they had it when I was a kid. My God. That just that was what year did that start up? That started up when? Dude, I forgot when that started up. I was
3: in around about thirty years.
1: Yeah. roughly, yeah.
3: roughly you know. Yeah. Give or take.
1: I was already like close to I mean to
3: think about it. That's a sport in if in be in beyond infancy, realistically, if you compare it to the other sports, baseball, basketball, football, I mean rest like all these other sports martial arts has been around forever but the sport itself of uh, mixed martial arts only being maybe 30 40 years plus at the pro level tops and that's pushing it um and we're already done not only the fastest growing sport in the world but now during covid i feel like that elevated the sport so much because we were, we're the only sport that was playing for months yeah yeah so it like really catapulted <laughs> the sport it's been good
2: it was great because everybody's sitting at home, and now they get something live, yeah. right? You can, I know, because I've been glued to it. It's funny. I, I was never sitting at home. I never stayed at home and watched anything. Yeah, and yet I was home for for three months, and I'm like, oh my like god! Like
3: everybody oh else, god. I know, isn't it crazy? You're oh like, give me anything to do, and then you're watching it. Like, yeah. okay, There's let's watch these
2: people scratch. I think he's <laughs> got a box in a box. That's. Yeah.
1: yeah, I was yeah. telling Robert about when we were flying, I, I forgot where we were flying over, Russia, I don't know anymore. And you're there, Jim, punch me. Jim, hit me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to hit you. He goes, trust me, you're not going to hit me. Hit me. And I went like half speed only at you, and, and about a tenth of a second, you you're on my back, put me in a chokehold. <laughs> you're like a cat, man. It's like it's so fast. I can't um, believe we were, t- we were just talking about you on the podcast. It's
2: amazing. Well,
3: now uh, here we are.
1: What,
2: yeah, it's awesome. Man. Dominic, what was... What was um, what was that experience like for you on the USO tour for you personally? Cause I know it moved you really. Yeah,
3: it was intense, man. It was for me, it was cause I'm a very, I'm an empath. I, uh, I believe by just nature, you know, um, right. I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. So that's, that's one thing that put me very in a different, different kind of place already. And my dad wasn't really around. So I was raised by my mom and my grandmother, two very powerful women. So that kind of had me already locked into some empathic stuff. Cause my mom would always know what was happening before it was freaking happening, it would drive me nuts, you know. She always knew what I was doing. Um, things like that. She just had a good vibe of like energy and feels and like spirits and spirit, you know, like of the soul. And um when I was there doing this, that's what I felt when I was connecting to these veterans. And then I'll never forget uh Bagram. I think that's the one we landed in. Right. Um, the yes. air, the airbase, base. And, uh, it was, it was one of the most volatile air bases you can land on in the world, uh, period uh, leaving, leaving and coming in and being yes. with the general, and then seeing the gravity of the realness of the situation that, that people are in right now that I'm just like in America, not really having, you can't know unless you're there type of deal. Being there, landing there, seeing the, seeing the, uh, you know, they that we had hired outside forces to come into our, uh, in our areas with with, you know, Russian machine gun, like yeah. it was like a movie, and the look on these guys' faces was just like, yeah, I murder people, and that's it, and don't don't, <laughs> that's it, that's what I do. So what are you looking at? Like there's nothing to see here, type of deal. That's yeah. they're they were like stones. And walking through and feeling that and then them telling me that, you know, two weeks or one week before we get there that 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 building that we were in was had actually just been exploded because uh, they had to hire forces, local forces to come in. And apparently they'd been bringing chunks in. They built a bomb, blew up the entire building, and they built a tent in the exact area that this building was in. Yeah. It was just like you could feel the energy of that. I couldn't not feel that when they, when they told me and when, when you saw the, the heightened security, And then to tee it off, you see that the look on the soldiers' faces to have anything other than those things to look at. Us. Yeah. And we were responsible for creating something to lift them out of that area for just a moment. Just turn off the energy that I was feeling in there to step in there and give to them. That whole situation was a life-changing experience for me personally. Um, it broke me down in the back. It was uh, it was a lot because I just had never felt that before.
2: And, and I can tell you, and I said this to Jim earlier, watching you, for me personally, who've done a lot of these tours, twenty-four tours, watching you ask the questions, feel the feel, and change. I watched you physically. I couldn't feel you, what you were going through, but I watched you change. It was the most, and I said this before you came on. That was the biggest thing for me to see that change, because you really got it, mm-hmm. and I felt, and I felt that that uh, Paul and Ricky Salvo were like your parents. Yeah, they, yeah.
1: They definitely see, noticed it right away, both of them, especially Paul. Yeah, General Selva really noticed that. Like Robert said, he he like took you under his wing like you were his kid. It was like amazing.
3: To no, see that. and then connecting with him and hearing his story and what that family had been through, that that whole thing, connecting with all you, all you people that I was working alongside uh, to to give, I learned I learned so much from you guys because you're all so much like wiser in life. You've lived life longer than me. You got more wisdom. And so to have you there uh, allowed me to be more free and what I needed to be. Cause I knew you guys weren't going to judge me. I knew there wasn't going to be like, you guys were where I was at. And you were, pro- I felt like you were surprised. I was feeling what you felt, but everybody felt it. And when I heard his story and his wife's story about them losing their son, that made me cry too i was like just crying everywhere i went on this thing with you guys because all the stories were just so deep and intertwined you could tell everybody carried so much like life with them that we were all in a place ready to give because of the things we had been through and it, it worked out really nice
1: it was Man, perfect. It so was a most memorable uh, out of... I know Robert done a lot more tours than I did and that was definitely my most memorable with you two guys because both of you have an amazing heart. I could see that. See, I read people right, and you both do this because you really, really have a good heart. It's not like Hey, I'm doing this to make it look good for my business or, you know what I mean? You, you really, that's what I admire about both of you. And I'm so honored to have both of you on here together. It's like a reunion. We didn't, we didn't see each other for that, since that time. And I'm just really happy about this. This is great.
2: Yeah. Well, it, it's pretty awesome. Um, I i loved, what I loved was, and I, again, for, for you, Dom, uh, and I'm not a fighter, Yeah. Uh, not like you, not not a fighter fighter, but you put me in a chokehold in like three seconds and threw me on the floor. Yeah, you throw, you're throwing these two big dudes around.
3: This is you're throwing us two
2: around. I, I remember do you remember what I said to you, don't hurt me because of my shoulder yeah.
3: He was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't, don't hurt Take me. Take it easy. Come don't on, man. Me. I'm here to I took a care. When did I ever hurt you, man?
2: Come on. Oh, uh, it was I gotta tell you, I, I was seriously amazed. Uh, how fast your agility, obviously what you do, but for somebody that watches it on a screen and doesn't really, it's not my world, but to watch it firsthand and feel it firsthand, I would hate to be in the octagon and like, get hit by you. And
3: that's the thing, nobody really gets to actually feel what we do, but when you actually feel like somebody able to crawl up you the way that, like with techniques, which I felt before, obviously, with higher level black belts than me or there's certain guys when they grab a hold of me, I'm like, I've never felt something like this before in my life. I'm like, it's like, whoa, like they're strong. They're tight here. Like, whoa. So if I can still have that feeling to this day doing martial arts for 15, 20 years, you know. I mean, imagine what you're going to feel like never really doing it. You got me crawling up and you, like you just hadn't felt a feeling like that before. So I think that if everybody in the world got to feel, you know, a fight, have your head down in the corner, getting smashed into the fence. I think the whole world would kind of shift a little. A lot of humility would come in.
1: Definitely. definitely. Uh,
3: cool.
1: Some hey, no, people never- just need
3: to get smashed nowadays. They, they just talk too much on the internet and they don't get to, they don't have to receive anything.
1: How much how much yeah. of it how much of it is mental?
3: How much of the- all of it, you know that. That's where you come in. Yeah. It's a hundred percent mental. I'm gonna tell you what, because essentially a fight is this. It's not how can I dodge the car crash, it's how can I create the car crash and survive. That's it. You're constantly just creating collision, 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 and you're trying to take the less of the collisions uh, till you smash the other. The other vehicle, or you know, human, uh, yeah. in the collisions, and essentially you got to train your body to be willing to sacrifice parts in those collisions, right? And so that's a mental thing. If you can't do that, then all your martial arts don't really mean anything, uh, because you've got to you've got to be will you got to be able to weather the collisions.
2: Yeah, that's that's good. And that and that takes how long to not not to learn that. But when you fight and you you prepare, how how far in advance do you prepare? And then how long after the fight do you um, recoup, recover?
3: For me, I've had fights where I've been able to recover in a matter of three days. But then I've had a lot of my fights have been title fights, which are like five round wars. And those can take about a month to heal completely. Like to where you're feeling yeah. normal again, but you're 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 walking and you're living life within a, within that week, but you're not healthy. You know, you're not feeling. But healthy.
2: it's yeah. But it's interesting that to you to hear your analogy of crashes because that's exactly what it is, right? You're creating crashes every right. second, and you've got to come off the best. Yeah, you just got to hope, what-
3: hope that you the crash that you create doesn't break you enough that you can't continue and then also hurts them so that they can't continue. So there's like a, there's a balance because you can kick I've kicked people a lot of times and broken my feet, you know? And if you kick in the wrong spot, break your foot, now you're down a foot and you, like the whole point was to hurt them not yourself. So that can be really annoying sometimes, you know? Who's are you in, are you enjoying are you enjoying
2: commentating? I, by the way, and I'm not sucking up to you. I think you're really good. Thank at you. it. Thank you. I saying. appreciate
3: that. I mean, I've had a lot of time to get good at it with all the injuries. So, um, but that's why I shifted to it was because I got injured and I needed to keep keep giving back to the sport some way. Uh, so I did that. But I do enjoy it because I can give to the fighters, and I can, you know, there's a, there's a time where I'm fighting, and I'm the, I feel like the commentators have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm thinking or what I'm looking for. They just have no idea what i'm doing so yeah yeah i uh i feel that i'm there to support the fighter to show the world what they're thinking what they're going through how they feel um, more than what i'm thinking well what... because well because you experience it yeah and i know you, you... that that's their time to shine that's that's what they get they get 15 minutes it's not about what i think it's about breaking down what they think and what they're doing how they how I believe that they're thinking in that moment for the world to see um, so that the world can understand what they're going through, not what I think it looks like. None of it really has to do with me. It has to be about the athlete, uh, the fight, and the sport. And if I make it an outward-focused thing, then I always support who I need to support.
1: I I, I have to ask you this. How old old are you, Dominic? Sorry. Go ahead,
3: ahead. How old are you? I'm 35.
2: You have a very – and this is me – you're a very old soul. You're very wise in a very different way. To you beat me today. That. That's what I was
1: gonna tell them the same thing. You're like, why is it you you're wise beyond your years? Like man, it's crazy.
2: Because I never got I never got to talk to you like this. Yeah. Right? Because so much yeah, going on. We were, we
3: we're busy. But
2: but it, it's it's really interesting. You're like, I wanna spend time with you to figure out.
3: I'd love to hang out with you too because you got a lot to teach, man. You're a smart guy. You've been through a lot yourself. We got we got Cali. We got I'm in Vegas all the time. I'm out there next weekend. You know what I mean? I'm out there this weekend. I leave Friday. I'll be in Vegas. You know what I mean?
2: I want to pick your brains on some stuff. Yeah, let's
3: do it. We can get together and make that happen. But right now, you know, you asked me about commentating. You asked me about do I like it? I do like it because it gives me an outlet to give back to the sport that's given me so much. As long as I keep coming from that and not i want to be on tv to tell the world what i know because i know because i've been a world title holder and i know this and i know that nobody gives a shit what i know what people want to know is what these athletes are going through with what each fighter is feeling in that moment when they're getting beaten down and when you know what a fighters feeling when how much credit they should get when they're getting beaten down and they get up and knock the other guy out like listen that guy is a beast like um Watching Marlon Vera versus Sugar uh, Sugar uh, Sugar O'Malley in in this last fight. There's a fight right now that there's a big underdog versus a, a favorite, and you know he took him out so quickly that people can't even believe it sometimes. And you're like, those are the those are the places that I I'm glad to be in this sport because I can give to the world that like, look, this guy just beat somebody very easily and this guy had all the hype. The guy that had all the hype got beaten. And it's like you gotta understand that in this sport, that's the problem is like hype means nothing. It's it's car crashes. This guy won the car crash. It's that simple and he's he was mean and tough and he was ready to do it. And that's about the fighters. It's not about anything else, you know.
2: But that's what makes you so different and that's what makes me a guy that wasn't interested in UFC. I wasn't interested in it. Right now I am. And, and I think that's the sport is growing because of people like yeah. you
3: I hope that I hope that uh, that I hope that happens for a lot more people thank you for telling me that and I mean that's feedback so that I can use it and keep doing what I'm doing
2: well, it makes it simple for me to understand you know I know you' from a trip and you're a great guy and you do this and and I, I told you how I watched you be moved which moved me because that's what I that's my life the military is my life yeah. It's so what I do. I feed it. I live it. I breathe Thank it. You. Uh, I'm in the Pentagon. I'm in the thing. You know. So for me, that's it's a really great. And I know the troops, and male and female loved it. Um, we've got to get you doing more when we can get out I would of this. I'd love to do honestly, another one
3: with you guys, of course. But I'm all about the military with you. I had a lot of family in the military. My dad was in the Navy. I've had um, uncles that like two of my uncles one's a detective another one was a sergeant in richmond virginia of police so like i come from a military a family of police and military so um yeah i grew up putting putting flags on memorial day at all the cemeteries with my grandmother so i that's just that's my heart and soul too i i really appreciate i do as much as i can for the military they do more than people even know
1: we definitely got to get together on this tour, Robert. We got to, the three of us again.
3: Listen, we can, we can make...
2: Listen, we, we, we just got to get through this a little bit more, but I but I know that we can make that happen. I, know I love
1: your thing. car crash analogy, man. That is so cool. I love... Hey, so any car crashes for you in the future yet? You
3: think yeah, so? you know, I think I want to fight in November. We're going to see... I'm going to talk to the UFC probably this week and see about getting something going before the end of this year. Awesome. I'm feeling good. I've been... Um, you asked how, how, how long one of your questions, was how long does it take to get that that to wire your body? Well, you got to stay consistently, excuse me, sparring, drilling, fighting, creating the car crashes in practice for, I'd say, a good two, three months uh, before you do a three month camp. So I'd say a good solid six months of just nonstop training one or two times a day um, if you haven't done it for a year. Or more mm. uh, is really important.
2: So this is this is for both of you. This is Dave Reed. He runs my foundation. Up, my my. Uh, so nice to meet you, uh, Ranger Ranger lost his leg for, in Afghanistan. Um, so he's. Uh, I wanted to say hi no, to you because, I uh, he's the real deal. He's a big deal, but um,
3: I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. It's good to meet you,
2: brother. You too, man. This guy's an animal.
3: I heard him he- So you took him out. What? Oh, no, you it, it's just train It's teaching people. You know what I mean. You know how it is. It's just a little. Loop. You're so you're humble. You know, you're you're so humble. Me, uh, to get me in trouble. So.
1: <laughs> you
2: are so <laughs> humble. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's
1: amazing. You could kick. You could kick the butts of of Robert and me all over the place at the same time, yeah, and
2: you so just humble. climbed up me like I was a tree, and <laughs> yeah. then dropped me. <laughs> but then I could, like i'm serious when you I when you've had really... that
3: done to myself as as you got to understand that i do that to you and know it's going to shock you because it's been done to me and it shocked me <laughs> i'm like asleep yeah. on the oh. floor i get put to sleep you don't expect it it's like whoa that hit me out of nowhere
1: well, Dominic. Next and next I, time, I, I, next I, I, time you fight, Dominic, we're gonna be there, Robert. We gotta.
2: Oh, absolutely. Robert. Listen, we know enough people. We know enough people in the UFC, and it's so funny because when you said that, Dom, about about being, you know, chokehold and, and out, I watched literally on a US tour, a USO tour, Paige do the same thing to a soldier, yep. and and literally everybody's yeah, heart right. stopped. Everybody stopped, <laughs> like. Oh my god. What 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 and and you know takes a minute and he come around again but Everybody just stopped. Like, yeah, strips them out. You think they dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I told, I yeah. told
1: you as soon as Dominic comes on, it's going to get the energy boosted, huh? Was I right? You were sleeping. Yeah, I know. Is he woke uh, us up?
2: Who's
3: well. in the podcast, Was I'm sleeping. taking a
1: nap here, man. I'm 67, man. I had to get my afternoon nap in.
3: <laughs> well, look, man. I'm glad I could build it up. I wanted to Thank come you. in, drop by, drop a line to you boys. I got to keep going because I hit my next training session, but. I love you guys, man. We, we Likewise, you know, we're, man. We so you guys. much to, to the veterans, and we went around the world, and I learned so much from you guys. Robert, I would love to stay in touch, and I would love to pick your brain, too, and get that done. Um, Jim, we're going to stay in touch, yeah, and thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for coming on. It's great on. to see
3: you, Tom. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you. You guys have a good day, all right?
1: All right, take care, buddy. Be good, Tom. All all right, yeah. thanks. thanks, Tom.
2: Well, there you go. What a great, what a great, awesome yeah. guy. Um, Just amazing uh he's so so real beyond he's his- real
1: real yeah. and he's got um, his head together and he does have the wow he's like years beyond his it's amazing he was like that when i when i when we talked on the trip i sat aside him for that whole trip and he was like the stuff he was telling me i'm like man i can't believe this guy's so young he knows his wisdom is beyond belief
2: So I'm going to wrap up now. This is Jim Carroll, the ultimate memory magic uh, genius. And uh, thanks for joining us. Make sure you check us out next time. It won't be as good as Robert Irvine and Dominic Cruz, but, you know, tune in. This
1: is the best, buddy. Thank (laughs) you so much, Rob. I love you, buddy. Okay, brother. Hey,
2: be good. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.
1: Hey, everybody. This is it. Signal Relief. I know what you're thinking. What the heck is it? It looks like alien technology of some kind. But let me tell you something, this really works. I mean, I worked at a steel mill. I lifted weights when I was younger, and I hurt my back so bad and chronic back pain for the, like, I don't know, the last 20 years. And my buddy Mike sent me one of these in the mail, stuck it on my back while watching TV for an hour, and all of a sudden the pain's gone. This is the real deal. Brave reviews, signal relief. You can find it on the podcast site, Jim Carroll dot com forward slash podcast or i think it's signal is connected with that as well one of the best things i ever seen in my life signal relief
0: thank you for tuning in to another episode of beating the odds with jim carroll today on the podcast we had dominic cruz and chef robert irvine Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel for the full video version of the podcast that is Beating the Odds or Beating the Odds Jim Carroll on YouTube. You can also visit jimcarroll.com slash podcast for all of the links to your favorite platforms. And lastly, visit signalrelief.com and use exclusive promo code MEMORY only for our Beating the Odds listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.